Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hamil Javeri. It's a World Cup Friday, and with me today is Ted Berg. Ted, what's up? Hi, Hamil. I figure I am the perfect person to discuss uh, World Cup soccer with great expertise. Yeah, that's exactly what you and I are here to talk about today is World Cup soccer. Um, no, I, I actually, like, don't think I've watched as much World Cup soccer as I should be watching. That's because you're an American and a, and a jingoistic one who only cares about American needs. That's true. Without Team USA, why would I care about World Cup soccer? Um, no, that's not true at all. I've been busy doing other stuff, but I feel even without Team USA in it, I feel like I'm missing out on a big thing that everybody else is, uh, like has been consumed with. Is it true that World Cup-related responsibilities have led to you not actually watching much World Cup soccer. That's 100% true. So without getting... I had getting, a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah, without getting too into the weeds of it, we have a couple of Facebook Live shows that we have to do, and that just has required a lot of work. So to be able to do World Cup content, I haven't actually been able to watch the World Cup. Um, it's ironic. It is ironic. Uh, but Ted is here today to talk kind of about the World Cup, but kind of about the thing that he loves to write about, which is food, which is food related to the World Cup. I also love writing about baseball, just for the record. Well, you but, love writing about uh, Mike Trout, too. Yeah, um, but he is not food. No, he's not uh, food, and he's not World Cup. Uh, no, so, so yeah, so um, somehow at the behest of our bosses... Uh, I have been not only permitted, but encouraged to seek out and eat and write about foods from different World Cup countries. And so I am getting about doing that. I ha- am, I have written about six. I'm, uh, the seventh is coming Friday afternoon and it has been really fun. I mean, it's, it's, I'm trying specifically to eat foods that I, I haven't had before. So for something like Korean food, I've had plenty of Korean food. I, I feel like there's a lot of like these crossover foods like Korean barbecue or like the um, tofu. I think BCD tofu is the place that, that is like kind of a, a hot place here in New York. Um, and, and I've had that stuff. So I'm looking for foods that either I don't have a lot of experience with uh, or where you know there's something particular about them that that I can learn or, or didn't know about things like that, and so it's been fun. It's cool to sort of expand your horizons like that, and and uh, it's especially fun just you know being in New York City, and and you could do it in D.C. as well, I'm sure, uh, where there are so many cultures represented. You know, going finding these places and you know just knowing that they're there is kind of fun. So how many, what, what are the countries that you have done so far? So I have, uh, I have eaten foods, specialties of Serbia, Australia, South Korea, Denmark, Nigeria, Sweden, and uh, Colombia. Okay, so that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, diversity there, right? You've I have been trying, I was worried about being accused of like uh, uh, if, you know because it's the internet right just yeah. like oh no you're gonna take like a blinders on approach to this thing and I don't know like oh you know only German food or something which would be extremely easy because I live in a very German neighborhood um, but so I have been consciously trying to at least every subsequent one be on a different continent than the first one than the prior one 
So I've been jumping around continents, mostly. So th this is funny because something that might not be familiar to people like, uh, you know, Nigerian food, I feel like there's a lot of things you could choose from. But Australian food, uh, to me, feels like it would be very similar to traditional American Western food. What did you well, think? Well, they have so... What did Australian you meat. Um, well, so, so I wanted, and again, because I'm trying to eat new things, like I, I, if it were just like, oh, I could just find any Australian food that I like, uh, Australian meat pies are kind of a thing. And there's a bunch of places downtown in New York that serve like sort of like high end artisanal Australian style meat pies, which are themselves like a, a British food or, a you know, a, a, a British Empire food, I guess. Um, I know, like, uh, my Scot my Scottish grandmother always loved meat pies. Like, she would ex import them from Scotland. Scotland. Um, so for Australia, I went with Vegemite, oh, which is that's right, a you staple. Um, little known fact, or possibly well known fact, uh, Australia uh, Vegemite is in eighty percent of Australian households and. 50% of Australian people eat Vegemite every day. No way. Where did you get those numbers? Like not, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that 50% eat it daily. I think that on any given day, 50% of Australian people will eat Vegemite. But I, where did you get those numbers from? The internet. Okay, so they're totally accurate. No, it was, I forget where it was, but it was a reliable source. It was like the Times or something. It was, it was like an article on Vegemite that was researched like from the Vegemite Council. Because uh, that's another thing is that it's is presented like I guess much like um, things like Cheerios here, which were you know the the actual healthiness is sort of suspect, but mm -hmm. it is like traditionally sold as a health food in Australia. So uh, it is like it's something you eat. I think when you're sick in Australia, which is nuts to me because I've now tasted it, and it's something. It's like oh, it's good for you to have your breakfast with toast and Vegemite before you get about doing whatever you do in Australia. I was going to make like a, a stereotypical comment about Australian people because I feel like you're that's like sort of a safe space, but I really I should. <laughs> you're just going to let that one go. Um, yeah. What's the what's the most what's the favorite thing that you've eaten? What is your most favorite thing you've eaten? Um, there've been a bunch of good things. My best one, I think, so far was still the first thing I got, which was from from Serbia, uh, and it's called a, a pieskavika. Um, basically, it's just a giant sausage meatball stuffed with cheese. So, like, obviously, that was going to be my favorite thing because those are so many of my favorite things. Um, every single word I use to describe it is something I love, like, very dearly. Uh, but it was delicious. It was it lived up to the billing. It was really, really good. Um, also, uh, the Nigerian rice turned out to be really good, which is weird. It was just rice, um, or at least there was lamb with it, but, or goat with it. Uh, but the main appeal was the rice, which I, I was skeptical about. It's like, how good could rice be? Turns out the rice is exceptionally good. That's awesome. Um, I've got more questions from you, but we are going to take a break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Support for the For the Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. 
That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. That's rocketmortgage.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Okay, back from the break. Uh, the big question about all of this, though, is has trying any of the food helped you enjoy the World Cup more? So until yesterday, no. Okay. But yesterday, uh, and I detailed this in our Slack to some extent, yesterday I had something to do out in New Jersey, uh, and I... To maintain my smug sense of self-superiority, I like biking places. I like I like riding my bike everywhere uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, among them, that it makes me feel smug, which is great. Uh, also, it tends to be the fastest way to get places in the New York City area, uh, if if you know, depending on on public transportation. But it's often the case, and I kind of like just driving biking to places where where no one really would think of biking because you wind up getting like cool views and cool rides and you find like cool new bike paths and new ways of getting places. So with all that in mind, I set out to bike to Secaucus, New Jersey yesterday and got a flat tire on my bike in Union City, New Jersey, which uh, I didn't know a ton about. It's a, it's right over the, over the water from, from Manhattan. Uh, Not a place I had been I, or I'm sure maybe I've like driven through at some points, but I, I don't know. I just never paid any attention to Union City, New Jersey uh, before. No offense to people who live there. Uh, what I learned is that, uh, at least based on the stores, it is an extremely heavily Hispanic community. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking it up now. It says 84.71% of the population were Hispanic or Latino as of the last census. Um, and, and multicultural. Uh, so... Uh, it so happened that I got a flat tire right outside of a Colombian bakery, which was just like, all right, I guess like, I guess that means I should probably eat Colombian food today. Um, and on the street, which was like a, a, a pretty busy street in Union City, everything, everything was, was the World Cup. And, and it gave me a little bit, I think, of the experience of maybe watching the World Cup or experiencing the World Cup places where people care about it more mm-hmm. and that's fun you know it's like like the the um there was a store there were multiple stores that were just sort of pumping the audio of the broadcast out into the street so just walking around the street like you could hear the uh the excited voices of the spanish language soccer announcers uh there were it was the during the peru the peru match and there were peruvian flags everywhere uh like world cup merchandise everywhere and that did sort of make it like again like i i don't uh i i'm filled i'm filled up on sports i like watching um but 
it, it made me appreciate the global spectacle aspect of the World Cup, which I like. What about understanding anything more about the countries from kind of going out and trying these foods? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I like to do research on these things. Um, I have learned a lot, I you know, and, and I mean, a lot of it is just like... Um, okay, this is a tradition here. Uh, like one thing I learned about the Nigerian rice was that like, it is an item of like intense debate, whether Nigerians or, uh, whether Nigeria or Ghana has better jollof rice, which is this rice that I had from Nigeria. There's different styles uh, of preparing it. And apparently like a, a intense, intense passion, uh, from each side on, on which is better. I also learned, mm -hmm. and this is, it's pretty messed up. Um, so, first of all, you know, Swedish fish, right? You've had Swedish fish. I've had Swedish, Swedish fish. Because, uh, so one thing I, I learned, so I, and I imagine you know this already, a lot of gummy candies you can't eat as a vegetarian, right? Yeah, because they have gelatin in them, which is an animal yeah. byproduct, yeah. So, so does that include, so can you have gummy bears? No. Gummy bears have gelatin, so you can't have the, like, Haribo gummy bears, which is the thing that I love, and constantly cheat and eat those gummy bears. But Swedish fish, you can eat because they actually don't have gelatin in them. Yeah, um, so, so that was one thing, like, I, I, I was aware that gelatin comes from animals and that it's in a lot of things. I didn't really, I never, again, like, from my ignorant carnivorous perspective, hadn't really thought about that much. Um, but Swedish can't, so first of all, Swedish fish, actually Swedish. I had no idea. I thought it was just like someone clever at craft tagged Swedish fish as like a, a name that tested well with, with American audiences. Turns out Swedish fish actually come from Sweden. It was a Swedish company that invented them. Um, and part of that is that gummy candies are very big in Sweden. Gummy candies are very big in Sweden as part of a tradition I will not attempt the Swedish word for it, uh, but they call it, it's called like Saturday candy. And it's that like people in Sweden customarily will go to candy shops on Saturdays and pick out all different sorts of delicious gummy candies to eat. Uh, and the idea of the once a week indulgence mm -hmm. comes from this super messed up experiment that the Swedish government uh, commissioned on mental patients, I think against their will what? in the 1940s. Yeah, it's it's super grim. They they basically uh, at a mental hospital. They gave they just gave these people tons of candy over the course of several years, like way too much candy to test the long term effects of of candy. And it's it's the study that is credited with determining that sugary candies cause cavities and tooth decay. Um, so that's how we know that. We know that because they tested that by just giving mental patients tons and tons of candy. And that led to the government campaign in Sweden, uh, which said only eat candy once a week, which is what created this tradition of, of Saturday candy in Sweden. Oh my God, that is so messed up. And that's so right? totally dark. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, it sounds like such a, delightful thing like you take your it's saturday like the family goes out we go to the candy store and we buy all this candy like we have this one day we go back to our like severe swedish lifestyle on sunday but saturday we have candy like that's that sounds really nice but then you know the dark underpinnings which is that this comes from 
tests done on mental patients who were not allowed to have a say in the matter. Yeah, it's just like everything. The minute you dig a little deeper into a seemingly wholesome tradition, it turns out that, you know, there's a government conspiracy like, behind oh, it. Like, oh, Santa Claus is racist. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Santa Claus is totally racist. Um, I think this is a really cool feature just because I know you don't like soccer, but the great thing about the World Cup is that it does give you a feeling of, you know, breaking down borders and enjoying something as an entire an entire world versus just as a singular nation. Like, that's one of the appealing factors about the World Cup and going above and beyond to try as much of the foods and experience as much of the culture as you can, I think is a good positive way to look at it, even if you don't really like the soccer aspect of it. I I think that's my idea, right? Like, I have, I, yeah, I got, I've got nothing against, like, people liking soccer. Yeah. Like, have fun. Right, like I said, like it's just it just happens that that's not the sport I was raised with or or fell in love with, and I, I don't begrudge people watching it. And this is a it's a great way to experience it, and it's a great you know it's a it's a it's a cool platform for all of these different countries. I think that's that is a fun aspect of the World Cup is when you know Iceland makes a run, and then we get to see all this like, wacky footage of people in Iceland going crazy. Uh, that's cool, and and I don't know, and like there I'm not gonna like what I, I in an idea world i could fly to all of these places and eat the food there um but it's also fairly awesome that like new york city and uh, and probably a lot of major american cities have somewhere in them like all of these people preparing food that i can go buy and eat well yeah um, i mean and, it's not even really yeah the, the thing is that in the ideal world you actually don't have to go to these countries to eat the food you can find right really great examples of it you well, know so my issue is I, my issue is like i want to know i want to i can, there's no way of measuring the accuracy of the serbian food i eat in new york city without going to serbia to cross-reference them mm. you know like or, or I mean, bringing like a, a trusted serbian which i and i just don't know any like recent serbian immigrants i think authenticity is part of it right and uh, you can do a fair approximation, though. I think you just have to kind of be diligent. You know, the test for Indian food is always that you go to places that just have a lot of Indian people there because that's... I wasn't going to say that, but yes, that is the that is the test. So like, like there is there is nothing more assuring to me than when I go into a restaurant of some other cuisine and I am the only white person there. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. And I will say, and this this might even this is going to make me sound even worse, but like there have been times in my life where I've been in that situation, and I have just picked a person who looked like sort of toward the heavy side, and like he probably eats good food, and just say, "I'll have whatever that guy's having." Oh my god! <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I don't know what he's having. I can't identify any of the things on this menu. So see that kind of chubby guy in the corner with the beer. I want whatever that guy's having. Like, he seems... I trust him. Oh, man. I, I would, I'm not even going to say anything else about that. <laughs> I don't know why that's bad. I really don't know why it's bad. I know that it's probably bad, but I don't know why. Like, and, like, hope you just hope that guy has decent taste. But I, you, want, you want the real experience. Like, that guy knows better than I do, right? So like, I'll just... Like, that, that guy looks like he probably is going to know this food. So oh. just you know, bring me whatever he has. Stop. Nope, that's it. We're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Ted, for hanging out. What is um? What's the country that you're you're reviewing today? Uh, Colombia. 
Columbia. All right, cool. Uh, so look for Ted's review about whatever he's eating on the Colombian food later at, for the win. Thank you guys for listening, and Charles will be back on Tuesday.